0: European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 42, Issue 18, Focus Issue, Vascular Biology and Medicine, by Editor-in-Chief, Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. New challenges in vascular biology and medicine, from unraveling the mechanisms of neo-intima formation to the prevention of amputations and of ischemic stroke. This focus issue on vascular biology and medicine contains a clinical research article entitled The Association of Amputations and Peripheral Artery Disease in Patients with Type 2 Diabetes Mellitus Receiving Sodium Glucose Cotransporter 2 Inhibitors Real World Study. Authored by Sanjoy Paul from the University of Melbourne in Australia and colleagues. Patients with Peripheral Artery Disease or PAD remain a challenging population to treat, in particular in the attempt to reduce the risk of amputation. Paul et al. evaluated the temporal pattern of amputations in type 2 diabetes or T2DM patients, the risk of amputations by new and older anti-diabetic drugs or ADDs and the interplay of PAD with therapy and amputation risk. Using Centricity Electronic Medical Records from the USA, about 3,300,000 patients with T2DM were identified. The proportion of incident amputations per 10,000 adults ranged between 4.7 and 6.8 during 2000 to 2008 and significantly increased to 12.3 in 2017. Patients with PAD had more than fourfold higher lower limb amputation or LLA risk. In propensity score-adjusted pairwise analyses, the risk of LLA was similar in SGLT2I versus GLP1RA and lower in SGLT2I versus DPP4I and other ADD, hazard ratio 0.65 and 0.43 respectively. The rate of LLA was similar in patients treated with canagliflozin, empoglyflosin, or dapoglyflosin. The authors conclude that the risk of amputation in patients treated with SGLT2I and in cretins is not higher compared with other ADDs. In addition, and not surprisingly, pre-existing PAD is the greatest driver of amputation risk. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Charolambos Flakopoulos from the University of Athens Medical School in Greece and colleagues. The authors conclude that a considerable number of original studies and analyses have been applied on the canvas of the risk of amputation by SGLT2 inhibitors that as a whole reduce the contrast of the first randomized trials. While any risk appears to be related specifically to canagliflozin, recent large registries provide reassuring data on the safety of SGLT2 inhibitors as long as physicians are aware of this particular complication and monitor their patients closely. Undoubtedly, we are in need of more data and the pursuit for proper evaluation of canagliflozin calls for making haste slowly. Inflammation plays an important role in cardiovascular disease or CVD development. The NOD-like receptor protein 3 or NLRP3 inflammasome contributes to the development of atherosclerosis in animal models. Components of the NLRP3 inflammation pathway, such as interleukin-1b or IL-1b, can therapeutically be targeted. In a clinical research article entitled Genetically Determined NLRP3 Inflammasome Activation Associates with Systemic Inflammation and Cardiovascular Mortality Stefan Schunk from the Saarlander University Hospital in Homburg, Saar, Germany and colleagues note that associations of genetically determined inflammation-mediated systemic inflammation with CVD and mortality in humans are unknown. The authors explored the association of genetic NLRP3 variants with prevalent CVD and cardiovascular mortality in 538,167 subjects on an individual participant level in an explorative, gene-centric approach without performing multiple testing. Functional relevance of SMP on NLRP3 inflammation activation was evaluated in monocyte-enriched peripheral blood mononuclear cells, or PBMCs. Genetic analyses identified the highly prevalent intronic NLRP3 variant, RS10754555, to affect NLRP3 gene expression. RS10754555 carriers showed significantly higher C reactive protein and serum amyloid A plasma levels. Carriers of the GLAL showed higher NLRP3 inflammasome activation in isolated human PBMCs. In carriers of the RS10754555 variant, the prevalence of coronary artery disease, or CAD, was significantly higher as compared to non-carriers, with a significant interaction between RS10754555 and age. Importantly, RS10754555 carriers had significantly higher risk for cardiovascular mortality during follow-up. Inflammation inducers e.g. urate, triglycerides, ApoC3, modulated the association between RS10754555 and mortality. The authors conclude that the NLRP3 intronic variant, RS10754555, is associated with increased systemic inflammation Inflammazone activation, prevalent CAD, and mortality. This study provides evidence for a substantial role of genetically driven systemic inflammation in cardiovascular disease and highlights the NLRP3 inflammasome as a therapeutic target. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Christoph Binder and Nikolina Papak-Malicevic from the Medical University of Vienna in Austria and colleagues. The authors conclude that the findings of this study provide important evidence for the individual differences in the ability to develop chronic inflammation in the context of metabolic disturbances. They may open up the possibility for more personalized therapeutic approaches by enabling stratification of patients based on their genetically determined inflammatory risk before clinical manifestations occur. The aim of endovascular stent implantation at the time of coronary angioplasty is to prevent acute vessel closure and chronic negative arterial remodeling in patients affected by coronary disease. However, stents are sensed as foreign bodies leading to immune cell activation resulting in chronic inflammation and eventually in stent restenosis due to the local proliferation of arterial smooth muscle cells. Mitigating the body reaction by improving stent biocompatibility thus represents a main challenge to increase the efficacy of arterial stents and hence the clinical outcome of patients affected by coronary disease. In a translational research article entitled Coronary Stent CD31 Mimetic Coating Favors Endothelialization and Reduces Local Inflammation and neo Development in Vivo. Sergio Diaz Rodriguez from the Laval University, Quebec, Canada, and colleagues evaluate the effects of CD31 mimetic metal stent coating on the in vitro adherence of endothelial cells or ECs and blood elements, and the in vivo strut coverage and neointimal growth. The rapid endothelialization of bare metal stents or BMS is counterbalanced by inflammation-induced neointimal growth. Drug-eluting stents, or DES, prevent leukocyte activation but impair endothelialization, delaying effective device integration into arterial walls. Previously, it has been shown that engaging the vascular CD31 co-receptor is crucial for endothelial and leukocyte homeostasis and arterial healing. Furthermore, it has been shown that a soluble synthetic peptide, known as P8RI, acts like a CD31 antagonist. The authors produced cobalt chromium disc and stents coated with CD31 mimetic peptide through two procedures, plasma animation or dip coating, both yielding comparable results. They found that CD31 mimetic discs significantly reduced the extent of primary human coronary artery EC and blood platelet stroke leukocyte activation in vitro. In vivo, CD31-mimetic stent properties were compared with those of DES and BMS by coronarography and microscopy at 7 and 28 days post-implantation in pig coronary arteries, N equaling 9 stents per group per time point. 7 days post-implantation, only CD31-mimetic struts were fully endothelialized with no activated platelet stroke leukocytes. At day 28, neo development over CD31 mimetic stents was significantly reduced compared to BMS, appearing as a normal arterial media with absence of thrombosis contrary to DES. The authors conclude that CD31 mimetic coating favours vascular homeostasis and arterial wall healing, preventing instant stenosis and thrombosis. Hence, Such coatings seem to improve metal stent biocompatibility. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Alexandra Lansky from the Yale School of Medicine in New Haven, Connecticut, USA. The authors conclude that the effects of a CD31 mimetic stent in coronary artery disease patients may be blunted due to impaired function of CD31 expressing cells in this patient population. These will be critical benchmarks to more reliably predict whether this breakthrough combination stent technology can provide the incremental safety and effectiveness benefit needed to further advance the management options of our patients with obstructive coronary disease. In another translational research article, a proteomic atlas of the neo-intima identifies novel druggable targets for preventative therapy. Thorsten Kessler from the Deutsches Herzzentrum München in Germany and colleagues, sought to investigate the molecular process underlying neointima formation and to identify new treatment and prevention targets. Neointima formation was induced by wire injury in mouse femoral arteries. High-accuracy proteomic measurement of single femoral arteries to a depth of about 5,000 proteins revealed massive proteome remodeling with more than half of all proteins exhibiting expression differences between injured and non-injured vessels. The authors observed major changes in the composition of the extracellular matrix and cell migration processes. Among the latter, they identified the classical transient receptor protein channel 6, or TRPC6, to drive neo-intima formation. This was confirmed in an experimental model. Indeed, TRPC-6 knockout mice presented reduced neointima formation compared to wild-type mice. In addition, activating or repressing TRPC-6 in human vascular smooth muscle cells resulted in increased or decreased migratory capacity, respectively. Finally, in a cohort of individuals with angiographic follow-up in more than 3,000 patients, Homozygous carriers of a common genetic variant associated with elevated TRPC6 expression were at increased risk of restenosis after coronary stenting, adjusted odds ratio 1.49, during a mean follow up of 217 days. The authors conclude that their study provides a proteomic atlas of the healthy and injured arterial wall. That can be used to define novel factors for therapeutic targeting. They present TRPC-6 as an actionable target to prevent neo formation secondary to vascular injury and stent implantation. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Josepina Caligiuri from INSERM in Paris and Gregory Frank from the Hôpital Universitaire Paris-Nord de Seine in France. The authors conclude that further studies are needed in order to specifically address the therapeutic potential of TRCP-6 inhibitors in a clinical perspective. If confirmed, a combo device eluting both mTOR inhibitors and TRCP blockers could hit the right channels, affecting the broadest relevant targets and eventually reaching the no-restenosis holy grail. Embolic stroke of undetermined source, or ESUS, is used to describe patients with a non-lacuna ischemic stroke without any identified embolic source from the heart or the arteries supplying the ischemic territory or any other apparent cause. In a state-of-the-art review article entitled, Supracardiac atherosclerosis in embolic stroke of undetermined source, the underestimated source, George Natias from the University of Thessaly in Greece and colleagues note that when the ESUS concept was introduced, covert arterial fibrillation was conceived to be the main underlying cause in the majority of ESUS patients. Yet another important embolic source of ESUS is the atherosclerotic plaque in the carotid, vertebrobasilar, and intercranial arteries, or the aortic arch, collectively described as supracardiac atherosclerosis. There is emerging evidence showing that the role of supracardiac atherosclerosis is larger than it was initially perceived. Advanced imaging methods are available to identify plaques with high embolic risk. The role of novel antithrombotic strategies in these patients needs to be assessed in randomized control trials. This review presents the evidence which points towards a major etiologic association between atherosclerotic plaques and ESUS, summarises the imaging features that may aid to identify plaques more likely to be associated with ESUS, discusses strategies to reduce the associated stroke risk, and highlights the rationale for future research in this field. Unlike native low-density lipoprotein, or LDL, Modified LDLs such as oxidized, carbamylated, or acetylated LDL are not recognized by the native LDL receptor, or LDLR. Rather, modified LDL binds to the lectin like oxidized LDL receptor 1, or LOX1. In a state of the art review entitled, Lectin like oxidized low density lipoprotein receptor 1, or LOX1, a crucial driver of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Alexander Akhmedov from the University of Zurich in Switzerland and colleagues note that LOX1, a scavenger receptor that promotes endothelial dysfunction by inducing pro-atherogenic signaling and plaque formation via the endothelial uptake of oxidized LDL or ox-LDL and electronegative LDL contributes to the initiation, progression and destabilization of atheromatous plaques, eventually leading to development of myocardial infarction and certain forms of stroke. In addition to its expression in endothelial cells, LOX1 is expressed in macrophages, cardiomyocytes, fibroblasts, dendritic cells, lymphocytes and neutrophils, further implicating this receptor in multiple aspects of atherosclerotic plaque formation. LOX1 holds promise as a novel diagnostic and therapeutic target for certain CVDs. Therefore, understanding the molecular structure and function of LOX1 is of critical importance. In this review, we highlight the latest scientific findings related to LOX1, its ligands, and their roles in the broad spectrum of CVDs. The authors describe recent findings from basic research, delineate their translational value, and discuss the potential of LOX1 as a novel target for the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of related CVDs. The issue is complemented by two discussion forum articles in a contribution entitled Which biomarker to use? When to start? And how to improve adherence for reducing atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease risk. Hwang Kong Ko from Gachon University in Korea comments on the contribution 2019 versus 2016 ESC EAS Statin Guidelines for Primary Prevention of Atherosclerotic Cardiovascular Disease by Martin Bodka Mortensen from the Aarhus University Hospital in Denmark and colleagues. Watson Senat Al respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.